0: Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Today, my featured guest is Vince Warnock. He is an award-winning business and marketing strategist, coach, author, and host of the Chasing the Insights podcast. He's an ex-radio announcer with over 20 years in marketing. Vince has been recognized by his peers with numerous awards, including being named a Fearless 50, a program to recognize the top 50 marketers in the world who drive bold, fearless marketing and digital transformation. Doesn't that sound fancy, Startup Nation? We're going to check him out. We're going to see, is he the real deal or not? Because I only bring on the best to the show for you. Previously, the CMO at Cigna, Vince has founded multiple companies, including the Chasing the Insights Academy, where he empowers entrepreneurs like you and business owners to make sense of marketing and to grow the business they have always dreamed of. So we're going to talk about marketing today, because let's be real, Startup Nation, that's where you're stuck. And if you're not stuck in marketing, then you're stuck in sales. Let's be real, it's one of the two, chicken before the egg or the cart before the horse. Marketing comes first, then comes sales. Marketing simply means making yourself known and visible so that people know what you're up to and they can take action, buy your products, your services, etc. that's marketing. Sales is when they come to you Then you make them the offer, they accept the offer, they run a credit card, okay? So that's just basic marketing and sales 101 because some of us get that confused. Let's just be real, we do. Vince, welcome to your first 100K, top 100 podcasts in entrepreneurship. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro
1: really quickly. Oh my goodness. By the way, best intro ever, you are now my hype man, Joseph. I'm hiring you everywhere just to go around and introduce me to people. (laughs) Um, So yeah, the gaps in there, I guess the biggest thing to know is uh, I've been kind of in and out of both entrepreneurship and corporate life most of my career. So I built and sold a number of businesses, as we said, and had just come off the back of selling my largest business. It was an eight-figure business and then kind of realized I need a day job. Um, While we're going through the acquisition, you can't actually buy groceries with equity, all those kind of challenges we have. So I ended up joining the team at Cigna, becoming the chief marketing officer there. And for five years, everything on paper is amazing. Like I get paid an obscene amount of money there. Uh, the job itself is incredible. My team are incredible. The senior leadership there are just super talented. The CEO is amazing. Everything on paper is great. I was getting all the accolades that I wanted. Uh, like I said, you know, being named top 50 uh, marketers in the world by Adobe, that in itself was incredibly humbling. At the same time, the results I was getting there, incredible as well. So, yeah, managed to double the revenue of the business. We went from like the seventh largest insurer to the second largest insurer in the time that I was there. And a lot of that was off the back of the work that I was doing in online sales and in marketing and everything. So, published my first book, everything's great, except I was insanely dissatisfied and insanely unfulfilled and then my last year there in 2019 uh, i got to near the end of the year and i'm just like what am i doing like my passion had gone from it my passion for people are gone which is a really war, like a big red warning light for me you know um and i remember sitting in my office just going i just don't feel like i'm me i feel like i'm being somebody else i feel like i'm playing the role of a chief marketing officer rather than being who i am and authentic to myself and that's when I realized the biggest thing for me was actually impacting others. So I made the easiest hard decision in my life. I remember talking to my wife and going, I think I need to leave signal. And she goes, "Oh, finally you figured it out, man. You take a long time. I'm like, oh, well. Wives, so, wives are just wiser. Than oh, we- they totally are. And my wife, honestly. Uh, okay. Total tangent for a moment, Joseph, but I sometimes think I have the best work stories. I'm like, I'm transforming people's lives and I get all this feedback and I'm in tears thinking I've turned around this entrepreneur's business. This is great. My wife just turns to me and goes, yeah, I saved someone's life today. (laughs) She's an addictions counselor and just has way better stories than I do. And is a way better human being, but oh, love it a bit. Um, So yeah, so I made the the easiest hard decision, um, called up the CEO and just said, look, I think I need to move on. I really want to focus on writing my next book. And that was going to be my whole goal. Just leave there, write my next book. I'm done. And she was like, wait, you know how much we pay you, don't we? <laughs> don't you? And I went, uh, yeah, it's not about that. And she goes, no, I don't quite understand. Do I need to get you a counselor, or a psychologist? Like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. So I stepped away from there with the goal of writing my next book. Got bored after about a week. That then became two books that I was writing. Now I've got three books going to be published this year. Uh, and then accidentally fell into coaching. Um, and it was mainly because not long after I left Cigna, obviously the world got hit by a huge pandemic. Um, you know, COVID just ravaged everywhere. And a lot of the businesses that I was talking to for my book, a lot of the businesses I was interviewing, they all said the same thing, which is we want to be able to help you, but we're not in the right headspace now. And we've got no revenue coming in the door. We've got uh, all the same overheads, and we don't even know if we're going to be around in two months' time. It's that stressful for us. And I've always had such a soft spot for entrepreneurship. I'm a huge fan of entrepreneurship. I think it's the backbone of our society. It's the cornerstone of most of our economy. So I just couldn't stand by. And I said, look, let me come alongside you. Let me see what I can do. Let me see if we can find some tangential revenue through this, let's see if we can add more value to your customers, get more value back in return. Um, Let's just see what we can do. And all of them said yes, which was awesome. And we didn't have a single casualty, which was incredible. I was really proud of that. Uh, We even, in fact, uh, Joseph, we had three of the businesses double their revenue during lockdown, which was insane. And one of them had no idea what they were sitting on. They thought they had this little niche boutique business in Melbourne. Um, And once we put them online, once we got them to to understand the value of what they're doing, they tripled their revenue. And now now they've pivoted their whole business. They're fully online. It's insane. So that's when I went, what is this strange feeling on the inside? Hmm. Oh, I'm fulfilled. Oh, that's what this is. Oh, I found my new calling. (laughs)
0: Vince, that's awesome story right there. Now, what is the common denominator or the pattern that you saw with all these businesses that are struggling in their marketing? And then they come to you, you help them, uh, you shift something inside of them or inside of their business uh, that changes the trajectory and they get the results, the desired results that they're looking for. What was that thing? Like what's that common thread throughout all these businesses that you see?
1: Yeah, I would say it's probably two common threads, actually, Joe. So one of them is the fact that they can't differentiate themselves in market. And usually that's because they're trying to be like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And a lot of entrepreneurs do this. A lot of businesses do this. They go, right, I'm looking at my competition and they're doing X, so I'll do X. They're doing Y, so I'll do Y. They've got their messaging in a certain area. I will do the same. But what they're forgetting is people don't do business with your product. They don't do business with the industry. They do business with you. So actually helping them to understand that their story matters understand that who they are matters and bring that alive in their branding like actually i mean, in fact i've got a method i through called the beats method it literally goes through their whole back story and understands what elements they can pull out and what's important to them and then bringing that out bringing that all into their branding to make them differentiate a the market so that's one of the key ones but the other one is really simple they just get so in the weeds in their business that they forget about their core uh, thing, which is their customers. And they don't see, like they know that what they're trying to build is a business, but they forget the value that they can add to their customers. And when you're in, like when you're a business and you're constantly trying to get sales in the door, your focus is on that money. It's on that transaction. It's on closing that deal rather than how can I look at this person and add more value to them? How do, I, how do I increase uh, their revenue? How do I come alongside them? How do I make sure that their needs are met? all these kind of things? Because when you do that, when you focus on the customer rather than the revenue, what happens is you start to see other opportunities. And I'll give you a good example of this. Uh, one of the businesses I work with um, here in New Zealand is a, a heat pump installation. So they go around businesses and they put in heat pumps and things to keep the buildings warm. And their business is very transactional. Somebody buys a heat pump, of them, they then go in and install the heat pump. And then they had this challenge where they were going, well, how do we scale this? Because if we scale it, we have another problem. Every time we scale this, we've got to hire more installers. And if we hire more installers, then we've got to we've got more overheads, we've got to put in place a new management structure, we've got to put in place new HR policies. All these kind of things were really challenging for them. So they didn't want to scale that way. So I sat down with them and we looked at what is the benefit that they add to their customers. And what are the challenges their customers have? And one of them was their customers would come to them regularly, like their call center, which was like two people on the phone, and were constantly dealing with people going, hey, I need to change the filters in my heat pump. And they're like, OK, well, we don't carry stock of that, but there's a place down the road you can actually purchase this from. They're relatively cheap, like these things. But they, I said to them, why don't you hold the stock yourself? And they went, well, because then we have to manage the stock. Then we've got to run stock levels. We've got to predict how much stock we're going to need. And then we're sitting on stock for a while, which is actually going to lose us money. Uh, so I said, all right, well, how about we make it predictable? How about we sit down and go, instead of going, you can buy a filter from us, every time you do an installation, you say to them, look, here's a challenge you're going to have. Once a quarter, you have to change your filters. We have a subscription package here where once a quarter, we will ship you the filters that you need and you can install them or you can sign up for our VIP service and we will come in once a quarter and we'll actually replace all the filters for you. And doing that, they discover because they can get the filters cheaply from China, imported them, uh, that's pre-COVID days, that might've changed now. No, <laughs> So they get all these filters from China and they don't have to carry too much stock because they can predict exactly what stock they're going to need month on month. So they get the stock and they install. Uh, they do all these installations. Now they've actually reduced their installation workforce, and they're making more money off doing the filters than they are off actually the heat pumps themselves. Which means it's not a one and done transaction. Now it's predictable income off the back of just adding more value to the client.
0: So what I like about that is, you know, you help them to find a subscription model yep. uh, within. Their business that they didn't even see, right? And that has now overshadowed their main model, yeah. uh, causing less overhead, less work, etc. So, what action can my listener take right now in their business? Um, one to stand out because I really want to talk about marketing. Okay, yeah. Um, how do they stand out? Differentiate themselves? Like, what's the the quickest uh, exercise they can do? Um, the quickest homework assignment you could give them uh, <laughs> yeah. to, give, to get them quick, fast, immediate results now uh, and stand out with their competitors.
1: Okay. Uh, easiest thing you can do. Uh, well, I say easiest. The simplest thing you can do, but it's not easy, is to actually sit down and map out your own journey. And by that, I mean, write down every milestone that you've ever achieved through your life. Write down each of the different pivot points, like every time you've had a career change or you've changed your offering or you've done all these different kinds of things, you've had all these revelations, but also look at the things that have shaped you. And for a lot of people, this is why I say it's not easy. For a lot of people, those are some of the challenges that they've faced through their life. Those are some of the things that they've had to learn through trials and tribulation. Those are some of the things that have been really difficult for them. So map these out in a chronological order. Um, I call them beats. So just list out these beats like bullet points. List them all out in chronological order. But then what I want you to do is next to that beat, I want you to list uh, three things. I want you to say, am, am I comfortable sharing this publicly? Um, and sometimes things are too raw or you're dealing with things, so that's a no. But for everyone that's yes, I want you to write down two other things. I want you to write down the lesson that you learned in that moment, and I want to write down what you to you write down what shifted at that point as well. And the reason that you do that is because when you start to map that out, you will see common threads in all of those lessons. You will see common themes that come through. Like, for example, when I map my own story out, uh, common threads in there are imposter syndrome. It's something I've had to deal with most of my life. Um, the other one there is is deeply understanding people and understanding customers, because that's something that I've had to learn the hard way. So all of these different lessons that I've learned become part of who I am, and they're part of how I show up for people. So actually understanding yourself by mapping this out. And then I go through, I usually go through a process where we identify what I call atomic beats, which are the ones where you really started to shift. And then you get to your epiphany beat, which is the beat which transformed you into who you are now. But the reason that you're mapping all of this out is because then what you do at the end of that is you dial the U factor up to 11. Like you just go, right, what is the things that are make, that make me inherently me? So for me, like I said, part of my story is really understanding other people. So part of what I teach and part of how I show up is actually to deeply understand and show empathy towards my audience, to actually understand the struggles that they're going through. So that's how I step into who I am as an entrepreneur. And the more you do that, the more you find out who you are, the more you dial the you part of you up, then the more you're authentic you're being, and the more of a connection you're going to be uh, you're going to have with other people. But there's also a secondary little secret in there as well is when you're sharing vulnerability. Uh, so, when you're look, going through your story and you're sharing some of that with people, something happens. So, we're hardwired to receive stories as human beings. Like, this is how, you know, historically, this is how we shared history, this is how we taught lessons, it's how we passed down information from generation to generation, all through stories. So, our brains are hardwired to receive a story. So, when you're bringing your stories and your personal experiences into your branding, people are open to receive that. But the moment you start sharing a vulnerability within there, you do something really interesting because. Our brain engages on three different levels when we're talking with somebody else, like we have our, our neocortex, which is looking at all the rational aspects of what you're saying. So when you know Joseph's teaching you about marketing or, or entrepreneurship, you'll go, okay, these are the rational things that are happening here. Then you have the limbic system, which is dealing with all the emotional parts, parts. So how do I feel when Joseph is talking to me? How do I feel when I'm around him? But then there is the defensive part of your brain, which is the reptilian part. And when you share vulnerability, the reptilian part of the person's brain goes, hey, hang on a minute. This is a safe space. They're sharing something really vulnerable, which means they must trust the situation, which means I can trust the situation as well. So the reptilian part of your brain goes, well, I'm not needed right now. I'm going to go and have a whiskey in the corner. or I'm going to sit in fetal position or whatever. I'm just not needed right now. And then you can you can have a deeper and quicker connection with your potential audience or your clients.
0: I think that's a powerful um way that you put that right because many of us and i know me personally when i'm on coaching calls sometimes i forget about the defensive part of the brain and i'm like why don't you see this like you're in pain i have the solution it's a no-brainer and they're just like no i'm scared i can't do it i don't know why i can't do it i just can't do it and, and there's some kind of defense going on there. Yeah. And that's an opportunity for me or for you, Startup Nation, to lean in and say, listen, I know how you feel. I remember when I was on a coaching call, um, you know, and I was really scared to go in with a, you know, a high investment. It was a high ticket offer. And I decided, man, enough is enough. You know, I got to either burn the ships or or tap out. And, and I, I, I went all in and I'm so glad I did because here's what happened for me. you know but i get being scared but don't let it stop you right
1: perfect yeah Yeah. and
0: and i think vince i thank you thank you for that reminder startup nation i hope that reminds you add that to your sales conversations with people make sure you're addressing all three parts of the brain and add stories add your vulnerability in there as well all right vince how do you get leads buddy
1: (laughs) organically Um, come on man how do you get them this is the thing that stuns people is I'm, I have a background in digital marketing. You know, at Cigna, we used to spend, actually, I probably can't say that live on here anywhere. We used to spend a lot of money on Facebook ads, on Google ads, on advertising in general. Um, but one of the most successful things to me is organic. And it literally is, and this is crazy talk here, and this actually uh, irritates a lot of other entrepreneurs as well. But I'm a huge fan in giving away as much as possible. And I just have this principle where if you are going to add value to people, If you are going to consistently add value and impact the money will follow all of that and this is what i've modeled and has happened with me so the more i give away to people the more i give away on my podcast the more free coaching calls i do the more content that i put in my facebook group all these different things where i'm empowering people as much as possible the more they want to work with me and the more because they're going hey vince just shared this which has given me a massive breakthrough in my business for free imagine what i can unlock if i'm working with him as a coach Or imagine what I can unlock in this group program.
0: Vince, I hear that. And listen, it works for me. When someone gives me a ton of value for free, I'm like, okay, I want more. That that worked. Thank you for that. That just moved me from stuck to unstuck. But now I want to go to that next thing, right? So it definitely works for me. However, I'm going to push back here because (laughs) I want to ask you a question here. Yep. When I have done this, in many businesses, and I gave, 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 gave before I asked for anything in return. What happened was not what you're saying and what I've heard over and over and over again just give, give, give away everything for free, all the good stuff. And then, yeah. you know, you have people are going to want more. And what happened was I attracted the takers, I attracted the people that take, 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 but don't actually want to give back. To, to speak to me about that. Am, am I wrong on this? Am I doing it wrong? Because I'm guessing there's one other listener right now that has had this experience,
1: Vince. What do you think? I was going to say probably more than one other listener. I'm one of those as well. Look, there are times, you're, you're exactly right. There are times where this doesn't work. And good example of this, um, I don't do this very often uh, for this very reason, but I had somebody wanted to join my group program. And they said to me, look, I'd love to do this, but I really can't afford it. And I'm like, well, I don't do discounts uh, because I actually value what I'm doing. And I don't do discounts because I value you actually being in the program as well. And I think if you're investing, you're invested. However, let me come alongside you and work out, like, for example, how many clients do you need to sign to get to the point where you can afford to be in there? And she responded and said, I just need three more clients. Now, I believed in this person, hence why I was willing to do this, believed in this person because they had, they were struggling, their, their husband was really sick, they were trying to bring up two kids with developmental issues, um, at the same time trying to build their business. So I, thought, I want to invest in them. So I said, let me come alongside you and help you get those three clients. And then you'll be able to come and join the group program. And she was like, great. So we managed to do that. In fact, we over delivered on that, we got her five clients in a week and a half. It was crazy she was she all all of her offering was really solid it was just taking that next step so i got her to do that she got the five clients and then vanished and ghosted me completely and i'm like wow now part of me's going i don't care about that because genuinely i was then trying to impact her and generally i wanted to to do this you know selfishly but also part of me's going man nah, that sucks <laughs> like, seriously i just did all this work now the funny thing is you know, she finally got back in touch with me because i actually thought something was wrong because I, I knew she was in you know, it's a stressful situation at home. So I kept reaching out going, hey, you okay? And uh, She finally came back and said, look, I have to apologize to you. After signing those five clients, I got really excited. But also, I and my old coach came to me and said, um, I'm going to make you an offer. And I went with my old coach. And she said, I feel terrible because you put all this effort into me. And I'm like, no, no, no. Look, you have to do what's right for you. And on the inside, I'm going, damn it. <laughs> this really sucks. But here's the thing. Um, it was about two weeks ago, this person came back to me. And said, can I jump on a call? I said, sure. And she goes, Look, first of all, I have to apologize. She goes, I was stupid. I was absolutely stupid. I should never have gone with my old coach, who never delivered anyway and never gave me the breakthrough anyway prior. But I went with them instead of going with you. And then I had this epiphany. I said, Well, hang on, why did you go with them? Like, talk me through that process. And she goes, Well, that person uh in their messaging, they said, be the CEO of your company for three days a week. And this woman is super stressed, trying to raise a family, trying to look after her husband, trying to build a business. So of course that appealed to her core. So I said to her, "Okay, you need to change your conversation. You are not stupid at all. You did exactly what you should have done. Your brain is trying to protect you, so it went with where you thought you were going to get the breakthrough. What happened there though was they let you down, not the other way around, because they haven't delivered on what they promised you. So they ended up coming and now they're signing with me, but." in doing that there is always a risk that somebody is going to come to you or the wrong clients are going to come to you and you are just going to attract the takers and they're going to do it and and look don't underestimate how much those takers can take and take and take and then one day turn around and become a client and give but the reality is it's about positioning and if you can be in front of the right audiences then yes you're going to get an aspect of takers but you're still going to get those that you can, you can work very closely with. You're going to get those that are going to want to pay for what you have to offer. All
0: right, Vince, thank you for delivering a story <laughs> to my pushback startup nation. What do you think about what Vince went through? I mean, what would you have done in that situation with that female potential client who gave her word in a matter, Vince gave his, Vince showed up, honored his mur- his word, and she broke hers. And then after it didn't work out for her, she came back to him and said, oh, I was an idiot. Please take me <laughs> back. I saw we What would you do, Startup Nation? I love Nation? the way you
1: put that, Joseph, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: What would you do, Startup Nation? Cause Vince, I gotta say, you got strong empathy. I When I take those assessment tests, my empathy is like a five, uh, you know, out of out of one to five, it's not good, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, I look at a person like that and I'm like, Hey, I hear what you did. I hear what, whatever you did, what you had Mm -hmm. to do. But bottom line is I'm not working with you because you're someone that's out of integrity. You don't keep your word. You don't honor your word. So you're not going to honor your word to yourself. You're not going to honor your word to my group. You're not going to honor your word to me. You've already broken it once. Right? So that's how I would handle that startup nation. How would you handle it? Vince shared how he handled it. Yeah.
1: And I the would point just add is, one thing, Joseph, yeah. in there, which is you're right. And based on that, you, you can easily, and I can easily look at that at Facebook. I actually was hurt a bit from that situation. Sure. You know, When they walk away from you and you've, done, you've invested in them, there is a part of you that grieves. And part of me that got really annoyed because I'm like, you've gone back to your old coach that never did anything for you anyway. Are you stupid? This is ridiculous. But one of the things I had to do was to understand that all of us as humans are completely flawed and all of us as humans try to protect ourselves, and that's exactly what she was doing. And when you can look at the situation behind that, often that'll help you to shape it. If it was just someone who came to me and said, "I'm all about the money. I want to get my Lamborghini. I'm trying to, you know, sign every client, and I'm going to take from you, and then I'm going to vanish," then that person's just a jerk, you know. Like, don't worry about that. But when it's somebody who is genuinely in hardship and genuinely struggling, yeah. then I can understand the decisions that they make because those decisions are done through trying to protect themselves. So from that, it's about being there for them rather than judging them.
0: Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, you're a better man than I am. I could say that because uh, I, listen, I don't have that same empathy for people because I'm like, yeah, I can understand how you made that really dumb decision, lady. (laughs) But those are the types of decisions that have put you in the position you're in right now. So if you want to get out of that position, and you want me to help you, you're going to have to make a different kind of decision now. And it's, oh, it's yeah. got to be something that stretches you. And it's uncomfortable, right, to break out. But listen, I get it. I, I think it's great because you not only empathized with her and really understood her just brain pattern and, and what she's going through, how she made the decision. But then you went one step further in Startup Nation, don't miss this. Vince did something really wise, I think, and that is he asked, he said, why did you choose that old coach who didn't get you results? Why did you choose him again? And she said, because his messaging got me right. It was, it was do be the CEO of your business in three days a week. And right there, Vince, you could take that and go, Oh, if I want to attract more clients that are busy moms, entrepreneurs, whatever, maybe I should put that in my messaging. Do get X, Y, and Z result in two days a week, three days a week, four hours a day, etc. So I think that's powerful that you did that. You're obviously a wise man, sir. Well done.
1: Uh, I am a firm believer, Joseph, in the fact that I don't know everything. <laughs> in fact, sometimes I doubt that I know very much at all. Uh, that's just a self-doubt in me. So I get ultra curious about everything. And the more curious you get about your clients, about the people you interact with, about your peers, the more curious you get about people, not only are you gonna be better at business, you're actually gonna be better at life. Because if you can get curious and understand why someone behaves the way that they do, then it shows. It gives you the ability to be able to be there for them or to have a civil conversation. And I genuinely think the world needs a lot more of this right now. We've got so much divide in the world because people are separated and don't actually have conversations because they feel threatened, they feel like if I'm having a conversation with someone that disagrees with me, then that's going to challenge who I am to the core. Well, be challenged. Find out why they think the way that they do. Have a civil conversation with someone. Understand what's behind their actions, their thoughts, their feelings. When you can do that, you can better relate to a human being. And then you end up finding, like, for example, I used to work with a guy that um, totally disagreed with him on every level politically right? I'm a, My wife is an addictions counsellor. I grew up in a, in a household with my father was an addict, a drug addict. My mother was an alcoholic. I grew up around addiction. I grew up around abuse. So for me to hear this person say, hey, I want to legalise class A drugs. I'm like, are you mental? Like, what is wrong with you? The damage that does to our society is insane. But to sit down and get really curious about why that person felt the way that they do, we actually discovered something. I wanted to legislate to stop the damage that drugs were doing to households, to families, to people, to individuals. This person wanted to legalize all of that, to destigmatize it so that we can educate people to stop the damage that drugs was doing to families, to individuals, to households, So in other words, we wanted the same outcome. We just disagreed on the process to get there. When you can have a conversation with somebody about that, it's incredibly powerful because you start to see both sides of the story. It doesn't change my mind, didn't change his mind. That's A-OK. But it actually meant that we could relate and we could have a proper conversation and look for where are the common grounds where we could actually take action and get results.
0: I appreciate that, Vince. Man, like I said, you just, you got something, man. You got something I don't got you know the bible says you know don't argue with fools lest you become a fool so like <laughs> i only will argue with someone's really stupid argument right? well, i'll just... only sit there and get curious about it for a minute you know i'll give you don't, 60 don't seconds to explain it
1: yeah don't get me wrong <laughs> joseph i have argued with some fools in my day trust okay, me okay, okay, <laughs> some people where you, you get super curious and you realize yeah there's nothing behind that <laughs> That's just dumb decisions. So Vince,
0: let me ask you this. What are your top three tips and strategies for Startup Nation um, to really multiply their marketing um, results right now in their
1: business? Okay, three very simple tips. One of them, surround yourself with people that are going to uplift you. And by that, I mean, get yourself a coach if you don't have a coach, right? Get a peer network. Like I've got a, what we call a peer coaching network. It's literally other entrepreneurs, other coaches at my level, or just slightly above my level where I'm like, right, we can reach out to each other when we're struggling. And a good example of this, uh, I just recently signed my largest one-to-one coaching client. And this is a very high profile entrepreneur. I wasn't even, I didn't even think this was going to be a thing. I literally interviewed them on my podcast. And we got to the end of the podcast. We had a conversation for about 10 minutes, And then they went away and I was just talking to them about their business and giving them some ideas and things and helping them to craft some stuff. Uh, They went away and then they came back to me about two weeks later and said, look, can I jump on a call with you? I said, sure. So we jumped on a call and they said, look, just letting you know, I'm launching my fourth business now. I've got three other businesses. I'm launching my fourth business. I'm being coached by X and Y, two names that highly intimidated me because I'm like, oh, okay. So these are the real deal. And they said, yeah, and I'm looking for someone who's going to help get me to the next level. And I know it's not these two people because I'm not getting what I want out of them. So I'm going, immediately, I thought I knew what they were going to ask me. I'm like, yep, they want referrals. They want to know who they should be talking to. And then they turned around and said, look, I was talking to my husband and said to him, I was really struggling because I'm jumping on these calls with different coaches around the world and none of them are connecting with me as much as I did with you in 10 minutes on a podcast. And I was like, oh, wait, what just happened? And then she goes, so I want you to coach me. I don't care how much it costs. Let's just make this happen. Send me through, send me through the figures and we'll sign up. And I'm like, okay, so I got off there and, you know, as always, you're like, yes, that was awesome. This is no, and I got off the call and imposter syndrome kicked in straight away. And I'm like, uh, uh, like she's obviously you're kidding, person. You're supposed so,
0: to be moving decimal points.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd be so like, just,
0: uh, one dot, no, 10 dot, no, a yeah. hundred <laughs> no, 1 million cash. US. Yeah, there you
1: go. So now I just immediately sent an SOS out to a couple of people in my network and just said, look. Yeah, you know, I, I Literally, we've got a code. I just put SOS and Messenger, and they went, okay, what's up? And I said, I need to up my pricing. I need to talk to you about this. And they said, great, we'll jump on Zoom. So we went through, and I said, part of my problem is I, know, I think I know what the price should be, but as soon as I do that, I'm incredibly uncomfortable. And I'm not sure if that uncomfortableness, if that's a word, is through self-doubt or it's through inauthenticity. So in other words, is this the right thing to do, but I'm doubting myself, or is it the wrong thing to do? And that's why I'm feeling challenged around this. So we talked this through. We went through a process talking it through with them. And then they said, right, now, this figure here, are you uncomfortable with that? I said, hell yeah. Is it the right thing to do? Hell yeah. Great. Share your screen. Oh, you jerk. So I shared my screen and had to type up the email while they watched, typed up the email with the price, click send. We were talking about it and for the next five minutes. And while we're talking, I get a ding, and it was a reply. I'd open up the reply, and it just said, I'm all in. Can we start next week? So having that peer peer network, having people around you that are going to help to elevate you, that can call on when you're struggling is incredibly important. That is going to help to accelerate you very, very quickly. Um, The second tip and strategy is really, really simple. Just learn to ask. Seriously, learn to ask. Uh, It's one of the crazy things. When I opened up my group program uh, for the first intake, I said to myself, I'm going to allow 20 entrepreneurs in there for my foundation members intake. And everyone said to me, no, 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 Vince, you know, four to five max, it's your first group program, you're nuts, you're just setting yourself up for failure. And I'm like, but 20 seems right to me. Like It genuinely seems right. So I stuck to my guns. And I remember, you know, we started getting people in the intake and all this and signing up for the program. And I jumped on a call with another entrepreneur who is somebody I refer people to. Uh, but she was sick at the time. And I thought I'd just check in with her and make sure she's okay. So I was just making sure she's fine. We got to the end of the conversation. I said, "Oh, well, you have a good, let me know if you need anything. You have a good week, you know, she goes, Oh, hang on. When are you opening up your group program? I said, Oh, I've just started now. And we're launching in about a week and a half s time. And she goes, you dick. How do you not tell me about that? I've been waiting for you to launch this damn program so I could join. I was like, I had no idea. There are people out there that genuinely are waiting for what you have to offer. Waiting for your products, your services. And if you don't ask, you will never know. And they will never actually take that leap. So make sure you're consistently asking in a way that makes it not sleazy. Like just don't go out spamming people in your DMs. <laughs> I hate that method. Um, and then the third tip or strategy is to get in front of your customers as often, as frequent, as much as possible. Have conversations with them, get them to tell you stories. And this is one of the biggest tools that you can use: is get them to tell you stories. So don't just Call them up and say hey i've got this new product or this new offering i want to know what you think and you explain it to them and you say so what do you think you'll get a it's great or it sounds good no what i would do is jump on a call with them and if you're launching for example a course i would say to them hey i just want to pick your brains for a moment sure you're right if i record this you're not a problem okay tell me about a time where you bought an online course like what we what were you looking for first of all like what was the gap that you had in your life Like, tell me about that. And then get really curious. Like, keep digging into it and go, okay, so where were you at the time? Were you at home? Were you at work? Okay, so, you know, what did you have for breakfast that morning? (laughs) Maybe not go down to that level. But just try and dig into their brain and think, like, what was the thing that made you hesitate? What was the thing that made you run towards it? What do you think it was that was appealing about this? And what happened when you made that decision? What was the experience like? What was the... And asking them all of these stories, getting them to tell you these stories you're going to not only get an incredible amount of insights into what you're doing and your marketing and how you should present it, but they are literally going to give you the exact words that you should be using. I'll give you an example of this. A um, couple of clients of mine based in Melbourne, we had launched their online business. I noticed that we had some issues around them not being discovered on Google, but they were just getting all of this great traffic anyway through social. So I said to them, look, the next phase of this is we really need to deal with your search engine optimization. I said, so we need to make sure that, you know, you're you're showing on the front page of Google. We need to do an SEO audit. I'm going to find out why. And we're going to put together a strategy to get you up in the rankings. And they looked at me, these two little old ladies, and they hate me calling them little old ladies, but they are. <laughs> they looked at me and they said, look, love, we don't care about any of that. And I said, what? And they said, yeah, we just want to be found on Google. I was like, oh my goodness, what have I done? I literally teach people about this and I've just gone and used all the industry terms that I can, all the things that make me sound intelligent as a marketer, instead of using their own words back on them. And I said, well, how about this? Forget what I just said. Like, you're not getting found on Google, are you? They went, no. I said, how about I find out why you're not getting found on Google? Yes, please. And then we'll put together a strategy and get you found on Google. They went, oh, take our money. It's as simple as that. They are going to give you every word that you need for your marketing, for your messaging, and to explain not only the challenge and the problem that they have, but also the ideal solution as well.
0: All right, Startup Nation, a lot to unpack in that. So go ahead and click rewind. Make sure you have your pen and paper out. Are you elevating your network? Are you consistently asking for the sale? Are you putting, people's language like are you asking your clients and prospects are you getting curious with them and saying hey tell me a story about when you bought something similar to what i'm about to launch what what held you back what got you to say yes etc how did it turn out uh this is powerful vince i'm going through this uh process right now with my own uh launch i'm about to do um for yeah your first 100k and i'm gonna take on uh 100 Uh, influencers or even pre-influencers these are people with audiences but they don't know how to monetize them or uh, they don't have an audience yet and they want to create one and they want to monetize it and I'm gonna teach them how to make six figures in the next 12 months your first $100,000 in passive recurring revenue startup nation if that's something of interest to you uh, go ahead and shoot me an email personally joseph at josephwarren.net. joseph at josephwarren.net. i'll let you know when we go live with that
1: i I will just add one thing to that joseph for anyone listening to this right now and you're sitting there going oh that sounds like a good idea come on hurry up and email him (laughs) like seriously joseph knows his stuff if you're not jumping on that email right now then you are missing out on a a massive massive opportunity thanks Vince. appreciate that
0: i'll pay you four nickels in a week (laughs) All
1: right. Uh, Bad time to take a drink of mouthful of water. It was perfect. I
0: timed it well. You lifted the glass (laughs) and I dropped the joke. Okay. So Vince, uh, very powerful messaging today. Really appreciate it. Um, I really like the story of like what to do, uh, what you should do, Startup Nation, when a client rejects you, right? A potential client rejects you, and and Vince handled it uh, better than I could for sure. And hopefully you learn from that. And you're like, you know what? That's what I'm gonna do the next time I'm on the call with a prospect, and they're just saying no, no, no. Um, I'm gonna learn from them. I'm gonna find out. Well, tell me the last time you hired a coach. Tell me the last time you bought a course. And I'm just going to get curious, and I'm going to use them to write my marketing copy. Love if, that. if they don't give me the sale, at least they're going to give me marketing copy for my next customer. Brilliant, Vince, I like it. Brilliant. Uh, you can find Vince Warnock at chasingtheinsights.com, chasingtheinsights.com. Vince, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the Hustle Round. I'm uh-huh. going to ask you ten quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun.
1: Are you ready? <laughs> I love that you say for fun. And right now, the anxiety levels are increasing. Like, come on! I've got to get this. I've got to get the best answers possible. <laughs> That's what I do. I, I yeah. set
0: my guest up. I'm like, all right, quick fire. You're about to be shot all right but don't overthink it just have fun yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> all right yeah. what's your what's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur
1: uh people it literally is about connecting directly with people uh it's one of the challenges i had as a cmo was you're far removed from the people that you're impacting uh, yeah. people are a dollar sign or a number when you're at that level of business but when you're an entrepreneur you're directly connected yeah what's your least favorite thing uh the roller coaster ride. It's the dips in the roller coaster. <laughs> it's a crazy yeah. thing. The self-doubt is real, people. It is real.
0: <laughs> you know it's so interesting, cause as kids, most of us liked roller coasters. We liked the up and down thrill, but then we become adults and entrepreneurship is simply a roller coaster. And we're like, This sucks. I'm yeah. vomiting all the time. Get me off. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life, just part of being human. Uh, what are you currently struggling with right now? Either professionally or personally?
1: Um, Always the same thing. It's something that's a constant struggle, which is self-doubt and imposter syndrome. Um, Seriously, the amount of times where I have to get reminded and have to remind myself that actually I do know what I'm doing. I'm really good at what I do. I transform businesses. Come on, Vince. Get out of bed for goodness sake.
0: Yeah, I get that. Now, Startup Nation, I mean, listen to that. Listen to what Vince has done in his life. Listen to the positions, the titles, the awards, the acumen he has. And here he is struggling with the same self-doubt and imposter syndrome as you. Think oh, about yeah. that for a second. I've had CEOs uh, and founders of companies come on the show. They did $250 million last year. And they're struggling with those two items, self-doubt oh, nice. and imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I discovered
1: wow. this uh, when when I when Adobe gave me that award. So to be in the same room as, as all of the people I admire in the industry and to be recognized on the same platform as them, I just felt like a complete fraud. But then I got to go to dinner and have lots and lots of whiskey, lots and lots of whiskey with a lot of the people I look up to in the industry. And the more you get to know them, the more you realize they're as much of a hot mess as I am like seriously every single one of them doubted themselves every single one of them were, like had written multiple books and they're like oh man everyone's gonna find out that I don't know what i'm doing you know i'm always worried the next book they're gonna go oh so you only had like, one good book in you or two good books in you That's, we're all on the same we're all flawed human beings and we all go through the same struggles
0: i agree what do you uh what did you spend way too much time doing your first year uh this past year
1: uh everything in the sense that i should have outsourced a lot quicker than i did um hmm. i had this this kind of thing where i had to know everything so therefore i had to be the designer or i had to be the email marketer i had to follow up with everyone on social i had to do all the different elements myself and then the moment where you outsource and you can let that go it's like oh my goodness why why did i not do this sooner you moron but seriously
0: <laughs>
1: got it what secret fear do you have about people um well, I'm a high extrovert and I'm a people pleaser so my biggest fear about people is they don't like me. <laughs> like seriously.
0: Yeah, I get it. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business?
1: Uh, to to back myself, to 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 own my own optimism and my own personality um i am a very passionate person i'm a very empathetic person i used to hide from that i used to think oh man people are going to think i'm too nice so don't be nice actually nice is not a weakness it's a superpower who i am is actually really cool i like who i am so own that and put that out there and be confident in it i like it i think you're super cool oh thanks same joseph
0: (laughs) what do you wish uh what's
1: a new habit you want to create a new habit i want to create Mm mm-hmm Ah, oh my goodness, that is actually quite a hard one. A new habit I want to create is uh, consistently showing up. So um, I will do lives like once a week, twice a week, and then I'll have a week where I skip doing lives and things like that. I actually want to get really consistent with my content, consistent with turning up uh, for my clients and potential clients. That's awesome. What's a bad habit you want to break? uh biting my nails <laughs> does that count biting my nails <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the anxiety and stress that that dip part of the roller coaster we talk about has meant that i bite my nails down to not down to the the kind of skin i keep going uh, i get it to the point where they can bleed it's not not healthy <laughs> bro yeah i what are know you doing?
0: <laughs> Jeez.
1: okay okay
0: Well, listen, you're making my listener feel better about their whole situation. (laughs) I'm glad I can do that. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, wow, okay, I'm doing okay. Uh, Pick three words to describe who you are now.
1: Um, Passionate,
0: geeky, and caring. Caring, yeah, I get that. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in this business. Stressed,
1: (laughs) doubting, and caring.
0: Okay. Okay. So stop nail biting. Otherwise you're going to be just like your first year. (laughs) Like what the heck? And last question, if you could come back to life after you died, Vince, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about everything. What would you
1: say to them? Um, You matter. And everything that you go through matters as well. It's one of the biggest lessons I had to learn in my life, Joseph, was despite what I grew up with, despite growing up in abuse and poverty and and the, the background that I had, I remember someone talking, turning around to me one day. I think, he was, I think he was annoyed that I was having a pity party. I was going, why couldn't I have been born into a family that has wealth? Why couldn't I be born into a family that could emulate the behaviors that I want to do? You know, Why do I have to be this kind of pioneer? And he turned around and he said, you do realize that everything you've gone through counts. And that's what made me realize that even the bad stuff, which you don't like, and the bad stuff that you wouldn't wish on anybody else, has actually shaped you into who you are now. And despite how you feel about yourself, I can tell you confidently that you are actually awesome. So you are somebody that needs to be on this planet and other people need to be around as well. So what you go through matters.
0: All right, Startup Nation, you matter. That's why Vince is here, that's why I'm here. I do the show, I bring on great guests like Vince to inspire you, but also give you their best strategies to move you one step past where you're stuck. That's why I'm here. If I could get you each week, one step past where you're currently stuck, you are winning. We're all winning. I'm impacting. I feel fulfilled. You matter. Vince, uh, where does Startup Nation get in touch with you if they so choose?
1: Uh, super easy, man. Every Everything is all at chasingtheinsights.com. It's the home of my podcast. It's the home of my books. Uh, It's also where you're going to see two things, really important. One, links to all my social channels, so just connect with me. I just, Unless you're a spammer, I'm A-OK with connecting with people. Um, And the other thing you're going to see there is a link to my free strategy call. And like I said earlier, I genuinely believe in giving away value, in giving value to people and trying to impact them. So if you're stuck with marketing, you're stuck with your messaging, or you're thinking, how do I just convert leads? Just jump on a free strategy call with me, and I will give you the clarity that you need.
0: All right, Startup Nation, I also encourage you go jump on a clarity call with Vince, but do not show up unless you are ready to take action. If it's the right product or service or coach for you, don't show up and waste time and be a taker and then expect others to pay you for your time. Doesn't work that way doesn't work that way. So show up, be ready to take action and Vince can help move you to that next place that you want to go. Vince, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace and joy in your life, sir.
1: Thank you so much, Joseph. It's been an absolute honor being on here, seriously. Cheers.
0: Hey, Startup Nation. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to my show. Whenever you're ready, there are three ways I can help you. Number one, Grab your free 10-day training at first100k.com. That's first100k.com. Number two, get your hands on a copy of my new book, Your First 100K, How to Make Six Figures in Under 12 Months at josephwarren.net. That's josephwarren.net. And number three, Connect with me to discuss how I can work with you on a more personal or one-on-one level at blowuprocks.com. That's blowuprocks.com. I'll see you next week on your first 100K. And remember that wherever you are in your entrepreneurial journey, you're just 100K away.